You're listening to Optimize et al., a technology podcast powered by Naviate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this podcast, where today we're going to be talking about architecture and technology. Is it a good mix or is it not? Joining me today, all the way from Bosnia, is Mehmed Hodzik. Thank you very much for joining me on this podcast, Mehmed. Thank you, Bitol. Happy to be here on this topic, especially around this topic. So thank you for having me. It's absolutely my pleasure. So for those of you who don't know, Mehmed is actually an architect and a striving urban planner who combines technology in everything that he does. Mehmed's actually uh, one who has helped me get introduced into technology with architecture as well. So within the Naviate side of things. So it's a real pleasure today that you're able to come onto this podcast and share your knowledge with all of our listeners as well. Cool. Cool. Oh, yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> Brilliant. Perfect. Okay, so architecture and technology. We're going to be talking about, um, you know, if they're a good mix, we're going to be looking at how to think about, uh, you know, what we're going to be doing in the future, etc. So the first part or the first theme of this podcast is about technology and it being good for architecture. Mehmed, what do you think? Is technology good for architecture? Yeah, that's a quite interesting question, the tool. And I can say that every coin has two sides, right? So does the impact of technology on architecture as well? So now I think this is a subjective question to be answered because for some it is and will do wonders. And for some, the impact will be negatively perceived depending on different uh, conditions. But let's try to focus on the good sides first. So first of all, technology provided architects with uh, powerful tools uh, which will allow them to explore various and innovative design options, analyze complex data, improve the overall efficiency of the design process. When you compare that to the past, where these processes were very time-consuming, tedious, and complicated. So that's where technology will do wonders. It will help us save time. It will help us reduce tedious and complicated processes. But as well, there is always the dark side. And on that side, technology has introduced a number of challenges with which we need to deal with. So define what the dark side is, you know, the dark side of technology within architecture. How does that even exist? Uh, I wouldn't say the dark side of technology, but rather the challenges that technology imposes on architecture. So, for example, the first challenge that I'm uh, thinking of is something called disruptive innovation. This means that technological advancements and innovations are rapidly evolving. And the rate at which this knowledge is adopted by architects is much slower, uh, unfortunately. And actually, we see this in many parts of the world, especially the ones that are less developed. So, yeah, you see, technology is advancing so fast that we architects need to do so much effort, uh, put so much effort into it to keep up with uh, the technological advancement. So I think that's on the dark side. Uh, yeah. And if we go more in detail, uh, 
more deeper around that. What about education? So do we need to do some um, refactoring of our educational systems in order to make this process less painful for architects? So that's one dark side, one uh, challenge. Uh, I can, I think that's a better uh, description rather than it being on the dark, dark side. Um, but I mentioned that this adoption of this technology is a challenge in a lot of countries. Um, maybe not in UK, maybe not in Scandinavian or some European countries, but in a lot of countries around the world, this is a quite big, uh, big challenge, which bring it to one more challenge that I think technology is imposing on us, and that is the access to these technologies and the knowledge needed to operate these instruments. So less developed countries, as I mentioned, are in dire need of these technologies and processes, but they are very limited when it comes to resources uh, needed to achieve this. So I, I see those kind of two challenges that are on the dark side. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. You know, um, the less developed countries will not have the capabilities here to have that technology to develop. But also at the same time, looking at the developed countries within the AEC sector, so, you know, within architectural engineering construction, we see that we are behind other industries, well behind other industries, you know, the automotive, for example, you know, so technology can help us, can make us go forward is is our first point. So, you know, um, technology being good for architecture and being able to kind of take out the, the laborious tasks and be able to um, utilize technology to help us define better ways and more sustainable ways uh, moving forward. Why is technology important then within architecture? Yeah, one uh, reason why it is important is technology has provided architects with more productiveness and more efficiency, uh, to say it in, to generalize it like that. For example, time, cost, and labor, the utmost important deliverables of any project, all of those have been optimized and automated to a high degree. For example, introduction of CAD softwares significantly improved uh, the lives of architects. It made drafting so much faster and so much easier, not to mention when revo redesign is needed, God forbid. So CAD uh, softwares, they are helping us achieve the imagined things in a much more uh, efficient and much less painful way. So computer-aided design, design is, is something that has helped us imagine things in, in various ways and helps us with drafting. Okay, but how would you say then, um, you know, this technology, how would you say it's used within practice at the moment? Many different ways. Well, let's say first, the most obvious way is in design and modeling. Since 1950, computer-aided design softwares allowed architects to create precise digital representation of buildings. And it facilitated the exploration of different design options. It helped them generate 2D and 3D drawings. Building information modeling goes a step further by creating intelligent 3D models that 
incorporating information about the building components, materials, and systems. What else is there? Visualization and rendering. Technology enabled architects to visualize and present their designs through high quality renderings, animations, virtual reality. This all helped stakeholders, clients, and design teams understand better and experience the proposed design in a much better way than than before, and maybe even more importantly, before the actual construction. We all have the possibility to experience uh, our idea, our designs, before we actually build anything. I think Again, that's, though, the, the, sorry, that's the just, key, just, exactly. That's exactly. the key before yes. construction, which is, you know, the visualization that a client gets, you know, the, the owner of the building, what am I going to get? You know, how is yes. that going to feel? What is that going to look like? Because if you think about it, you know, before everything was flat, everything was 2D. And they, and they didn't understand to the drawings. <laughs> they couldn't understand that. So, uh, yeah, we, clients, building owners, they couldn't understand most of those flat drawings. Uh, so yeah, well, sorry for interrupting, but yeah, you you were on the right track. But there, <laughs> yes, good to know. Good to know. Good to know. So, um, so in terms of uh, technology being used within architecture, we've got the visit- visualization side. We have the side where we're we're designing um, in a computer format. But would you say that we have lost the skills of hand drawing, for example? Uh, I would say yes, definitely. We lost the skills of hand drawings. Um, I remember when we talked a couple of weeks ago, exactly around this topic. Uh, A while ago, I started hand drawing again. And it was so hard to get into it again. But what I'm trying to say is that that skill is dying. And Which is a shame. It's a shame. It's, it's a shame. It's a shame. And a couple of days ago, when I was doing some research, I came across a blog post around the gadgets that architects can use uh, to help them design better. And one of them was digital sketchbook and was so amazed to see how that digital sketchbook it's like a notepad or it's like a touchpad but you have a pen that you can use and draw almost exactly like on a paper so the ones who don't want to give up hand drawing they have the uh, appropriate tools digital tools that they can use so for everyone who doesn't want to give up hand drawing and those manual uh, labors that architects do that make them architects in a way and that sketching different things in their own style, they can do that. And these tools can even go a step further and help you document your sketches in a better way, uh, explore different designs in a better way rather than going through your sketchbook. So yeah, there are ways. Yeah. And there's also ways to digital digitalize. So, you know, having the pen, having the, the tablet and, and, and kind of drawing, there are ways to digitalize that sketch to then exactly. form exactly. and then become part of the building. And so nothing is aborted, nothing is left behind um, because you're still using that. Whereas with paper and pen, although you get that physical feel and as close yes. as what we try to get with a pen and a tablet, you, you get that physical kind of 
feeling with the piece of paper. I don't know. It's, no. it's almost like it's almost like because it's natural. It's coming from a tree, isn't it? You know, it's it's yes. it's nature. It's the way I can describe it. But you know, taking that digital form, if if someone sketch who or maybe someone who's not willing to learn technology but is able to to work with something like this, transforming that into a building or into um, a, a 3D visual of that, which then can go into 4D, 5D, etc. That is crucial nowadays because we're trying to become more sustainable. We're trying to save the planet. We're trying not to cut down the trees and, and use it as paper. You know, so working with all of this, have you seen friction within the industry um, to, to kind of move forward in this? Or do you think that the industry at the moment are, are willing to, to go this, this forward or to take the next step? I think when it comes to architects, and I'm, I, I'm proud to say that uh, we are the ones who are playing the pivotal role in shaping the future of architecture Yay. and technology. Well done. Yeah. Uh, why I'm saying this is because uh, from every architect I know and from my own experience, we all needed to learn uh, five plus softwares in order to finish a certain project. From drafting softwares to visualization softwares. And then if you go a little bit more uh, detailed, uh, from simulation software, analysis softwares. So... In the AEC industry, I think architects are providing the least friction uh, when it comes to adopting new technologies. And when it comes to other uh, professions like engineers, uh, they are a little bit uh, lacking the will to, to, to kind of jump into this. That's from my own experience. So any engineer that I know out there and listening to this. No offense taken. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> so yeah, I think that for architects, there is not much friction, but still the adoption is slow. So I would kind of like to differentiate those two. They want to learn, but the world is so fast. So much things are happening that it's hard to keep up. Absolutely. I would yeah. agree to those. Coming up next on Optimize et al. Can technology make us think too much about data rather than how buildings make us feel? Technologies are providing architects with a vast amount of data, from energy analysis to material performance to the smallest details. Now comes the positive side. Wherever there is a challenge, there is someone who tries to solve that challenge. So for example, we have softwares that help you handle this data in a very effective way. Let's take Navigate, for example. That's the closest one to us. Navigate provides various tools that help you manage your building information and content. The new style is no style. We don't need a style anymore. We just need the smartest way to build a building in order to keep our environment safe. The architect has to focus on that data rather than on the style itself. 